0: is a presentation of financial crisis recovery.
1: Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength. Todd Rooker. Well,
2: hey, good morning, everybody. How are you doing this morning? We have a special treat for you. So, uh, the the show today is about your taxes. Oh. Lovely taxes. I'll bet most of you out there want to pay more taxes. You just can't pay enough. You're all so, so excited about paying your fair share that you just can't quite get enough. Is that, is that right? No, I, I, I don't think that's right. Uh I've been uh I've been working with people and their finances and their businesses for literally 30 years, and I can tell you this. Show me self-employed people and I show you people with tax problems. <laughs> what what are tax problems? Tax problems are I don't want to pay anymore. I'm paying too much. I can't afford to pay my taxes. Now, for those of you who are employees, well, you don't understand that. You just don't get that because your taxes are taken right out of your check. And all you're doing is hopeful that you might get a refund at the end of the year. But if you know, every time money was taken out of your tax, out of your paycheck and put into a bank account that was in your name and throughout the year with all the calamities that take place over the course of a year, you had full access to that account to use to tide you over, you know. And then at the end of the year, you had to pay 100% of all the money that was in that account that you had access to throughout the year to cover your bases. How many of you do you think could actually write the check for 100% of all that money? Well, guess what? That's what it's like to be a business owner. And that's why show me self-employed people and I show you people with tax problems. So we have Expert, Tom Wheelwright, CPA expert, Tom Wheelwright, who is, uh, one of the rich dad advisors. Rich dad, poor dad, for those of you who are too young to know, uh, rich dad, poor dad was the most successful, uh, uh, educational series of its type ever and, uh, still is. Uh, and, uh, basically he, he, he had a series of audios to teach people about money finance and the language uh of of money and finance and uh, that's so useful, I can't even tell you. And and it's it just a fabulous series. Well, he has a group of extraordinary people that he calls the Rich Dad Advisors who travel around the nation, people that he has handpicked throughout the country that he's worked with over the years and found over the years. And these are the people who travel with him on stage and go around the country and speak to literally tens of thousands of people. And they also have their own businesses and write their own books and do all of these things. So that's who we're going to have on the show tonight, or tonight, today, Tom Wheelwright, CPA. So, uh,
3: okay. Uh, I mean, he sounds pretty good. I I, I mean, th- that's a good set of qualifications that you've got going for him, Todd. I mean, you've been working in the financial advising sphere and working with CPAs, so I'm looking forward to hearing from this guy once we've got him on the phone here.
2: Yeah. Well,
3: (laughs) okay. So we don't have him on the phone yet. All right. So listen, still
2: working on it. All right. Sounds good. So, so here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people, uh, we've, we've got, he's got a topic here. One of them is, is Airbnb. And I got to tell you, this is something that we encounter with our clients all the time. Know this, folks. I will tell you every single day of the week that the home that you live in, listen carefully, is not a good investment, is not a good investment. And when I say that, remember that for those of you who can't throw your money away fast enough on things that make you no money, as in second home or late cabin, there might be a way to offset the loss that you're experiencing on that second home or cabin, or at the very least, or at the very least, you are Uh, able to make money at it, which is, that would be shocking. So, Tom has got some incredible, uh, incredibly useful tips on how to do an Airbnb, uh, and, uh, and, uh, make money at it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So, the reality is simply this, uh, we have the, have the system to be able to minimize taxes. And when you think about investments, I like to say this. I'm more interested in tax efficiency than I am with return on investment. Why? Because tax efficiency is a certainty. Investment return is a speculation. It's pure speculative. So if I know that by executing this deduction and doing all the things that I need to take advantage of this deduction, then in fact, I get to Uh, save myself X number of dollars. And it's not a wish or a hope. It just simply happens. So forgive me. We're trying to get Tom on the phone here and we're having a hard time. So we're going to take a break here and we'll be back in just a moment, hopefully with Tom on the phone. We'll be right back.
1: Chance to hear valuable advice from one of the top financial instructors in the state. Cover Your Assets is the show hosted by Todd Rooker. Every week, Todd shares his vast financial knowledge and extensive insights on how you can make small changes today that will lead to a better tomorrow. Todd has helped thousands of Minnesotans get to a better place financially. Listen to Todd Rooker as he hosts Cover Your Assets Saturday mornings at 8 on Score North at 1500. Great
3: Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman, you need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Well, it's here again. The holidays are right around the corner and everyone wants to have their holiday lights before it's too late. Everyone likes to procrastinate, but who wants to be up on the roof in November? Everyone loves holiday lights, especially when they're tastefully done. This year, have professionals do your holiday lights. If you want the best lights in the neighborhood, simply call 612-423-3059 to see Todd Rooker's home. Go to theholidaylightcompany.com, then go to
0: Gallery.
1: Finding a good banker and CPA
2: are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arless Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland Ltd.'s certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information Again, accounting offices.net or by simply calling 763 786 0639. You're listening
1: to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker.
2: All right, we are back. <laughs> So, as I was alluding to earlier, uh, we have Tom Wheel right on the show. Uh, there's this morning before I rolled into the studio, I wanted to make a point that uh, there's a vast difference between uh, a CPA who is doing strategy with you, as opposed to somebody who is uh, just preparing your taxes at the end of the quarter or the end of the year. So you must recognize that, the big difference. So in any event, uh, with that, Tom, are you here with us on the show? Absolutely,
4: I'm here, happy to be
2: here. Hey, Tom. Tom, so tell me, where are you calling us from?
4: Phoenix, Arizona, where it's uh, warm and beautiful. Yeah, I'm here.
2: Okay, great. So, hey, you and I have worked with clients before. We've helped other people. You've been doing this for a long time. Tell me, do I have to pay all these taxes, Tom, or are you going to help me with it?
4: <laughs> well, I'd love to help you with it. Uh, it's, people, should be, people don't know how little tax they could pay if they just understood how the tax law works.
2: You know, and I've heard that before, but you know, Tom, there's a big difference between understanding that a, that a deduction exists and having the documentation to take advantage of it, isn't there?
4: <laughs> well, for, for sure, we we always say that if you pretend to document it, you get a pretend deduction. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah, I mean, it is it is a truism, and and the the point that I made before I I brought you on. Is that too often people go to see their CPA or their or their tax preparer at the end of the quarter or the end of the year, and then the, the CPA is charged with how to take advantage of whatever they've already done after it's already happened as a, <laughs> as opposed to strategizing for it throughout the year and being able to take advantage of all these great opportunities. You are that guy who helps people in strategy. That's what I love about you guys.
4: Well, we all, we always say if you want to change your tax, you have to change your facts, and uh, we can't do that retroactively. We can't go, do that, you know, behind the the behind. We have to do it going forward.
2: Absolutely, your company provision is specifically um,
4: not actually no. So I have a change for you. Yeah, company is wealthability. We um we. Uh, changed uh, completely what we're doing we now have a network of cpa firms around the country and they are wealthability certified cpa firms so well, very exciting well very I, exciting apologize.
2: I, I apologize right. i apologize look, i looked that's you up on the right. internet before i had to prepare for the show and <laughs> and i screwed up so it, you that's a website that people can go to wealthability.com and if they want to talk to you they can go specifically slash tom right that, that gets them to you
4: well, I'm not sure that Slash Tom will get the team, but if they go to wealthadvisory. dot com, they can absolutely get get to uh, get to our amazing uh, customer service staff. Oh, sure. All
2: right. So, so let me ask you: it's the year, it's the year end, um, and we are kind of in that after the fact deal. But nevertheless, what are some of the tips that you can throw out for the end of the year for people who are going to be working on their taxes shortly here?
4: Uh, you know, there there is still a lot you can do. Um, You know, it depends on where you are. Uh, You know, there's the simple stuff that pretty much every CPA is going to tell you, which is if you've got expenses in January, pay them in December, it's an easy one. But what I'd really do is I would sit down with your CPA and go through the whole year because I find that a lot of people miss a lot of directions and talk about documentation. Let's start gathering that documentation because you may have expenses. Let me give you an example. You may have expenses that you didn't think were deductible. Let's take, for example, that um, you go to dinner with your partner or your spouse and you talk about business. That's a deductible expense, and a lot of people don't take that expense. So you don't even have to change anything except get the, pull the documentation out, which you probably have and just put it together, and now you've got a lot more deduction. The other thing to be thinking about is if you've got – we've had a really good stock market run recently. If you've got highly appreciated stock, boy, don't be donating cash to your favorite charity right now. Donate that stock because you don't have to pay the capital gains and you get the deduction.
2: Wow! So, so you get a deduction, and and folks, just remember something. We talk about this on the uh, on our show frequently. You've got top line income, which is the equivalent of gross in a business, and then you've got taxable income. And what Tom has just talked about is first and foremost that if you use the deduction and you do it through through the stock as opposed to selling the stock, paying the capital gains, and then having less to donate to your charity. Here you're able to do it. You get to give more money for the same amount, and you also get a deduction for your current income. Is that correct, Tom?
4: That's exactly right. It's a a twofer, what we call a twofer, right? It's a twofer one. You get the deduction at the fair market value of the stock. So if the stock's worth $100, you get a $100 deduction. But if you only pay $10, you don't have to pick up that $90 of gain. So it's a really big win. Wow! And charities love it.
2: Charities love it and 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 all it is is a decision to be made, because what you've just said is so simple, and so few people actually take advantage of it. I know that
4: yeah, i know no, that no no question no question and and it is it's a, it's just a a great benefit i mean and, you know you basically and by the way, you can do it with any appreciated asset, so you could be donating real estate and interest in a partnership. You know, we have these donor advised funds where you get to actually have some control over what you do. I mean, there's a lot of charitable giving. People think about that this time of year, um, but there's a, a real there's some much better tax effective ways to do it than just giving cash.
2: You also brought up another point that I see so frequently with our clients, and it it generally they come to us when it's too late. You know, people like to when 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 everything is at its peak, 11th hour stuff. Then they want help, but up until that time, they don't, they don't need any help. Well, you know, if you're one of these business people who goes to your CPA, whom tells you that you're going to have to pay a whole bunch of taxes. So, oh my gosh, you better go buy stuff. And then, frankly, you go buy a bunch of crap that you don't even need just simply to offset the tax liability. That's something you should have been planning for throughout the year. Corporations make decisions and they are strategizing and, and doing calculations throughout the year to say, if we are going to offset tax liability by buying things, what are we going to get the biggest bang for our buck with? What's going to be most beneficial to the company? Small business owners, they don't strategize like that. They just buy buy a bunch of trucks or a bunch of equipment, and the reality is they didn't even need it. What do we do about that, Tom?
4: Uh, Well, don't buy it. If you don't need it, don't buy it. I will say, you know, um, we we have this bonus depreciation, which is new since 2017. And, uh, you know, if you have a, a couple of things you can do, set up a home office, do it before the end of the year, set up your home office. That will increase your deduction for your car. So if you're going to go out and buy a car, set up your home office first, then buy the car and get a bigger deduction because of the bonus depreciation. I mean, I know that's a mouthful. But at the same time, sit down with your, your accountant and say, what if I set up a home office and then I went out and bought a car? Wouldn't that massively increase my, my deduction? And they'll say, well, yeah, it would. I hadn't thought of that.
2: <laughs> you know, there's another component to this that, that I think is important, and, and you'll forgive me for this, but we are not, as as financial advisors and coaches, we are not advocates of buying new cars, but we love cars. The great news is with the new tax change, you can now take the bonus deduction on a car that isn't brand new, which didn't exist before. Is that correct, Tom?
4: That's right. That's right. You can buy, you want to you be more careful with your money and buy that, you know, buy a used Porsche. Don't buy a new Porsche, right? Um, then, yeah, you can absolutely buy a used, used car now or, or used equipment. Right. I mean, or, or, frankly, you, if, if you have that real estate investment that you're just, you're just dying to buy that that rental property, and you're pretty close to closing. Close on it now because the you can even get bonus depreciation on real estate now. It's huge.
2: It, 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 let's talk about that a little bit. Tell, t- let's tell our listeners how that works.
4: So, so here's what happens when you buy a piece of property. You're really buying four things. You're buying land, which everybody knows, even the IRS that doesn't wear out you um, the, buy the building, which wears out over a long period of time, so you're gonna get a little bit of deduction every year for the building, but you also buy the land improvements, which includes the landscaping and the outdoor lighting and the fencing, and you, and you buy the, like the window coverings and all, everything that's inside the house, right? That's not really part of the house, but inside the house, or the, the apartment building or the commercial building or whatever. Well, those last two, landscaping, the the land improvements, and the contents of the property, those are deductible in the year you buy the property. So typically, that's like 25% of your purchase price. So you go buy a a million-dollar building. You put down $200,000 by a million-dollar building. You could end up with a $250,000 deduction, even though you only put down $200,000 because the bank doesn't get the deduction you do. So you're getting more of a deduction than even the money you paid. It's, it's better than buying, it's way better than buying a car.
2: Awesome. When we work with all of our uh, clients, Tom, We always encourage them, almost regardless of the structure, almost regardless of anything, uh, to have a a study done to determine how quickly things are going to depreciate so that we can depreciate things faster than the standardized 27.5 or 39 years for commercial. Is that something you also do with your clients?
4: Yeah, for sure, because that's that's what's called a cost segregation, and you're breaking it down between these four categories. And when you break it down, then you get these... The, the land improvements and the contents of the building, you get those, and, and now it's, instead of being over five years or seven years or fifteen years, it's all in one year. So it's this huge tax benefit that came, and it, and again, it doesn't matter, like you say, whether it's new or used property. So you go buy a, go buy a used duplex, a twenty-year-old duplex, fix it up and rent it out, and you, huge tax deduction on top of, of course, the good, Um, financial benefits from owning real estate.
2: Excellent, excellent. And, And, you know, these are all the things that your casual real estate investors miss, and they are so big. Folks, your goal is to decrease your tax liability and get deductions as much as you can to get tax-free dollars. Goes right along with Tom's book, Tax-Free Wealth. Uh, your goal is to accelerate that depreciation so that you can take more money without getting taxed. And remember, dollar for dollar, that means you're getting more money at the end of the day, period. So that's pretty powerful stuff. Tom, I, 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 I know you are big on this topic of Airbnb. And I gotta tell you, that I am not an advocate of buying a big home as an investment because I don't believe your single family home is an investment, but that's a whole nother topic. But then people want to buy the lake home or the cabin and want to buy the second and third home. And now we're getting into things that are even worse unless you take advantage of what's going on seems to be a pretty big deal. Airbnb, where people can offset the cost or minimize the loss or even make money. So, Tom, I want to talk to you about that because I think that's such a powerful thing. We're going to take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how to take your second home or your cabin or what have you and use it as a wonderful tax deduction and also find a way to maybe offset its cost or actually make money. We'll be right back with Tom Wheelwright. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic you cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arless Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arless Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 92 zero six three
1: nine what are the first three letters in the word smart SMA and SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made smart affordable since nineteen ninety four as an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota made for Minnesota you're guaranteed to make the smart choice call today for your free estimate eight seven seven SMA today or go online S-M-A, the number two, you You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, good
2: morning, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We have Tom Wheelwright. Uh, Tom has a new and exciting company, Wealth Ability. Uh, well, if you want to check him out online, if you have access, if you're driving, obviously not. But if you are sitting at home in front of your computer, by all means... Check out WealthAbility.com. Tom is an extraordinary CPA. He is a strategist. He and his company develop strategies for you to minimize your taxes throughout the course of the year. Before we took the break, we were talking about Airbnbs. And the reason for that is so many people have properties that, frankly... As, as a so-called investment is a pretty dead investment. An Airbnb can kind of turn that around, but there's also tremendous tax benefits to that, and I want Tom to talk about that. So, Tom, why don't you give us a rundown on some of those opportunities?
4: Well, um, interesting enough, we actually have clients now that are going out, and they're making Airbnb, the Airbnb their business. So they're doing vacation properties in business, and they're being <laughs> incredibly successful because they have this new technology. But let me give you two really big tax benefits. Um, the first is let's say it is your vacation home and um, let's say you only let, let's say you've got a big event that comes to town once a year you know a big a big a big rally uh you know a big show whatever and they it comes once a year and you rent your home out for a week 10 days something like that but you know you can rent a pers- a residence out for if you rent it out for less uh, than 15 days so 14 days or less 2 weeks or less you don't have to pick up the income on your tax return it's tax-free so that that 14-day rental period is huge you don't get any other tax deductions but you don't need them because you're getting 14 days and that's when you're going to make the most money so you know you got this big rally or whatever that comes to town like in Austin Texas they have South by Southwest man if I were if I were in Austin Texas I'd be I'd be leaving town it's horrible traffic anyway I'd be leaving town for those those two weeks and rent my house out and, uh, get tax free income. Wow. So that's, that's the first one. That's a big deal.
2: Well, let me ask you, is that a one-time thing, Tom, or can you do that more than
4: once every year?
2: Oh every year. my goodness. Oh my goodness. Every
4: year you can do it. So you get up to, but if you now be careful, cause don't lease it for 15 days, 15 <laughs> days. Now it's all taxable. So it's an all or none. It's a bright line test. So it's 14 days or less that you rent it during the year, any, and it could be three days here, three days there, five days there, 14 days total. So that's all you can rent it. You're going to be tax-free now. However, let's say that you go out and say, you know what, this vacation home, I'm only going to use it two weeks a year, and the rest of the year I'm going to Airbnb it out. That's fantastic because now you're going to get those depreciation deductions we were talking about. Now you're going to get all the expenses deductible. So that's, that's another way to lower your taxes. But, you know, there's a, there's a sweet spot there because if you only rent it for a few days during the year and it's more than the 14 days, then you don't get all those tax benefits. So either plan on renting it most of the year or plan on renting that 14 days or less of the year.
2: Tom, that is incredible because as I sit here listening to you, I have a client right now whose family every year rents a property for two weeks. It's their family vacation. You know how it is. They have mom, dad, brothers, sisters, and their their kids, and everybody comes. You know, I don't know, 30, 40 people show up at this place and they rent it every year for two years, and they just informed me that the property's up for sale, and should they be thinking about whether or not they should buy it, my goodness, based on what you've just said, they could continue to do what they do, turn it into an Airbnb, make money, and literally eliminate the cost that they have, and actually make money above and beyond that by by purchasing that property that they go to every year anyway for two weeks.
4: I'm seeing a lot of that. I mean, like I said, I I have a client that, um, all, all they do right now, I mean, um, all his, his wife is doing for a business and she's doing it very well is they're buying and, uh, buying lake properties, lakeshore properties, right. And they're leasing them out on Airbnb and they're doing really well with it.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's an, it's a really interesting phenomenon, isn't it? In that when you look at, at capitalization rates, and you look at whether a property makes sense from a financial perspective, cash on cash and all the like, it's shocking to me that you can buy a property that's that's more of a, a vacation type destination wherein it's on a lake or it's someplace that's really great. You you use it as an Airbnb and you can make, provided you can keep it occupied, you can make way more money on that than you would with a straight-up rental property. That's shocking.
4: Well, well well here's the, you know here 's always the rule in real estate, right The shorter you lease it for and the, and the, and the smaller you break it down you 're going to take the most money right so that 's why a hotel makes more money than a house right on on rental night nightly rentals are always a better deal for the landlord than monthly rentals
2: right right and 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 you know there 's a whole network. Uh, to help a person facilitate keeping that property r- rented or that Airbnb rented ongoingly. So there's, it's really an incredible opportunity. Uh, if you, if you want to consider that. And I think there are just, you know, you, I would have, have to imagine that a lot of people start out, Tom, with maybe a property that they're doing exactly what I talked about, where they, they're renting it out just p- probably to offset their costs or maybe even to make a little money. And once they figure it out, they say, man, I could do this on a large scale and they do what you just talked about with the folks who who that's what they do as a business, yeah, that, the wife does. That,
4: that's, that's actually how this started. They had they had, they had had a property on the lake, and um, they go on, man, we're just not making any money on this. You know, this is just costing us a lot of money. So they started doing that, and they found, wow, this works great. So they just started buying up properties on the lake. Great. <laughs> here's another
2: one that's pretty shocking. You can do bonus depreciation. On
4: Airbnbs, is that accurate? Yeah, because think of it. What 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 do you got? You've got a business asset now, right? So right. that means so. What we were talking about, you do the cost segregation that you talked about, and you take the land improvements and the contents, and you know this is the contents. Basically, this is the contents of your vacation home that we're talking about taking bonus depreciation on, and so you go buy this. I mean, your your client. They buy this property, they could have, let's say they buy it for $500,000, they could have a $150,000 deduction that first year.
2: Unbelievable. And, and folks, listen, if you're scratching your head and you're hearing this, here, here's all this means. Your, your home... Or any home that you might buy has a standard depreciation. So as Tom's already said, you take the purchase price, you deduct the value of the land, you're left with the structure, and then you've got the standardized 27.5 that you divide that number into, and that's how much depreciation you get. However that entire home has fixtures the floor the roof all kinds of everything has a has a life cycle and most of it is a whole lot less than 27.5 years so if you have a cost segregation study you can go through and say well the water heater can be can be depreciated and all these other fixtures that go way faster than 27.5 and offset a ton of tax liability that's incredible and so few people take advantage of it tom
4: Uh, So few people, you know, and it's, like I said, it's even even better than you might think because you take that, um, those um, ceiling fans and the window coverings, everything, you're not deducting those at, you know, over five years or seven years or 10 years or whatever. You're deducting them the day you buy them. So the full value of the day you buy them, Uh, that's what bonus depreciation does, and we've got it for another couple of years, so... People ought to really be looking into
2: that. So let me ask you something. Of course, tax deductions are only valuable to the extent that I have income to offset the tax liability. Am I able, am I able to take that, that tax liability that I don't use in a year, assuming that I might have more than I have income to offset? Can I roll that tax liability and use it the following year, or is it a one-and-done type situation?
4: No, you can. It's actually called a net operating loss. And you can actually have a personal net operating loss um, from that depreciation and carry it forward, and it carries forward for a long, long time. So you don't have to worry about, are you ever going to use it? Yeah, you're going to use it.
2: So that, so, so that is known as loss carry forward and you're able to take advantage of that. So the point is go for it because you're going to be able to offset real dollars that otherwise would be paid in taxes. Fantastic. Fantastic opportunity. What's the new pass through deduction? How does that apply to landlords?
4: You know what? This is something that uh, landlords and business owners are I don't know if it's just that their accountants aren't talking about it or if they're actually not taking it. I have a hard – it's just shocking how little information there is. I just did a three-day course. Um, I just taught a three-day course on the new tax law to a, a, a large group of CPAs, and we were talking about the pass-through deduction, and I was really surprised at how little they knew about this. This is, folks, I mean, this is – if you have income, let's say you bought your – your the real estate for cash, you're not going to have a loss, right? You're only going to have a loss if you paid, you know, if you leveraged that real estate. But let's say you bought it for cash, um, or let's say you took bonus depreciation in 2018, 2019. Now you have very little depreciation. So now you got positive taxable income. Well, the the government now gives you a 20% deduction of that income. So it's like you're only being taxed on 80% of your income. And that's true whether you're a business or whether you're in or whether it's real estate investment, only 80% of your income should be taxed. Wow.
2: What about, what about this idea that I can have somebody stay at my home and I can use it as, as a tax deduction? Hey, we've got friends from out of town. They're coming to stay with us and I get to take that as a tax deduction. Is that correct?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, what, what, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Now, if, if, you, if, if you rent, let's say that you have business associates who come to town and you rent your home to the business and the business puts them up in your home, you've got that 14-day rule. That same 14-day rule applies if you're renting it to your business and the business then is using it to, to house guests. Um, but they're not your, these aren't your personal friends. These aren't your acquaintances. These are actual business associates. And you're putting, you decided to put them up in your space. Yeah, you can rent that to your business. But again, you got that 14 day rule.
2: Yeah, it's an inter- so so guest fee uh, deductions, that's, is that what we're talking about here?
4: yeah effectively okay so yeah, effectively. so how is
2: the distinction made if these are potential clients to my products or services in my business versus somebody who's uh, who's uh you know related to me or not? How do they make that distinction? Well, you, you have to,
4: you're, remember this pretend that that you're sitting in there, there across from the IRS auditor and you need to be able to tell them with a straight face these are these are real business associates. Okay, and they're saying, "Well, are they related to you?" Because they're going to ask that question, and you're going to say, "Well, yeah, that does happen to me and my, my aunt and uncle, but they are business associates." And it's going to get a little dicey there. So just remember that you don't, you know, you don't want to do. You don't have to. You don't have to push the envelope. You really don't. There's so many tax benefits that are legitimately there in the tax law that are there to encourage you to behave a certain way. That all you have to do is find those benefits that actually work for you. You don't have to do anything you don't have to push the envelope at all. You really don't. You can even you can get down get your taxes way down, just following the law. Just But you have to understand what are those tax benefits that the government has put in place. That
2: you qualify for. Well, it's it, and you you bring up you bring up a really interesting point, and that point, of course, is real estate tax deductions uh, that can be that can be uh, business and or personal, and you can do that properly to be able to take advantage of them where normally you might not be able to. You've also got travel expense deductions, room rental deductions, and all kinds of other. Opportunities that people aren't taking advantage of. So that's pretty important. We're going to take another break here. And Tom, when you, when we come back, I'm going to ask you for some predictions for 2020 as it relates to taxes. Okay. So let's right. take a break and we will be back with Tom Wheelwright. You can check out his, uh, his website. It is wealthability.com. Tom is a tax strategist. We have used and worked with him with our clients. He is just phenomenal and he is the teacher to the teacher trains CPAs. If you're a CPA and you need training, you want to know how to be a strategist, not just simply a tax preparer. Tom has a system to help you become that. So we'll be back in just a moment.
0: Go to ParkerDK.com.
3: Well, it's here again. The holidays are right around the corner and everyone wants to have their holiday lights before it's too late. Everyone likes to procrastinate, but who wants to be up on the roof in November? Everyone loves holiday lights, especially when they're tastefully done. This year, have professionals do your holiday lights. If you want the best lights in the neighborhood, simply call 612-423-3059. To see Todd Rooker's home, Go to theholidaylightcompany.com, then go to Gallery four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com
1: He can lift a bus straight over his head, he can fly around the world in seconds, and he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker.
2: Welcome back, everybody. So, Tom, predictions for 2020. What do you think? Seems to me that taxes are changing quite a bit, at least certainly for business owners.
4: You know, they're changing. I, I... I don't think they're going to change much in 2020. I, I really don't. We've got a big election coming. There's a lot of hype about wealth taxes and estate taxes and all sorts of other taxes. But understand that if we do get a new president, it's not going to be until 2021. Now, what you might see is actually um, so, some movement, because uh, our current president really does want a tax bill for the middle class. Um, before, before the election, uh, he thinks it would be good for him, and so you might see that. But here's the, here's what, here's the bigger concern than 2020. Bigger concern than 2020 is after 2020, because 2020 may be the year that you do all of your tax and estate planning, because if you don't do it in 2020, 2021, you have a new administration in there, um, you have a new party, that a new ruling party, so to speak then uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to see tax changes. So now would be the time uh, for sure. 2020 is the time to develop your tax strategy, develop your estate planning strategy, get your things in order, because things are going to change, could easily change rapidly after that.
2: Wow. Wow, and that's and that could be a bad thing,
0: right?
4: <laughs> uh, well, you know, if if you're unless you want a, you know, don't mind seventy percent income tax or you know a wealth tax or much higher estate taxes. I mean, all of those things. Remember, the government rarely does things retroactively. They don't make a law in twenty twenty one that that goes back and hurts you in twenty twenty, but it will go forward. So if, if you're at all concerned about, um, what tax changes might be coming up, regardless of what political party you affiliate with, if you're at all concerned that, hey, boy, my taxes are likely or could be going up in 2021, 2020 is the year of planning. You, you mentioned it right at the beginning of the show, Todd. You don't, you can't look backwards. Okay? You have to look forwards. And we have the opportunity, we have a unique opportunity to really do some serious long-range planning that will have uh, really tax benefits for decades and generations to come, but we need to do it in 2020.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's funny, you know, when you throw out that 70% number. And I know that, that for, for most people who are, whom are probably listening to this, you haven't been around long enough to, to have seen that. And probably, I remember it. Yeah. And can't believe that that existed. Well, Tom, I remember selling and marketing limited partnerships where the, the, the investment was so risky that there was a snowballs chance and you know what that you'd succeed. But everybody said, what the heck? It's either I'm going to pay it in taxes or I'm going to throw the money at an investment and 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 it was and it was literally that because the tax tables were so ungodly high that people were just running for the exits to try to figure something out
4: oh yeah when i started my career the top tax rate was 70% so um don't don't believe it can't come back and frankly you know there there is a really good argument for a higher tax rate on those um, upper income levels those really high income levels but um, oh, oh, wait, know, wait, it's, wait, 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 wait,
2: Tom. Unless you're paying it, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> right,
4: right. The people who are paying it don't like it. So, much. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but here's the thing. The problem is, is that um, you know they talk about it, but really all the money is, and the easiest way to get it is from the middle class. So. Um, You know, I don't believe for a second that when they talk about taxing the rich, that they're not also going to tax the middle class, because typically it's the middle class that takes the burden.
2: That's where the money is. What are you going to do? Right. Yep. Yep. Right. So, listen, I I, I don't want to I don't want to miss this opportunity. Um, Tom, you have established a, a. training protocol for cpas to become just exactly as i say strategist as opposed to simply tax preparers and i gotta tell you with my local network of cpas whom i work with and refer to i want them to attend the these classes and learn how to do what you do for people here locally how does a cpa find out about that and and be able to take advantage of that well maybe first tell us a little bit about what it is and then let's talk about how they can take advantage of it
4: well let me tell you um just a, just over a year ago we decided we decided you know what we just have so many requests for by entrepreneurs and investors me being one uh, of them you know, <laughs> me being one of new, them for a new CPA that um, you know I say and i don't you know i couldn't I couldn't fulfill all the requests so what we decided to do is you know what I think that the whole profession needs to needs a transformation that that's i, I just decided you know what I, I i can't just do it incrementally it's got to be a wholesale change and so what we did was we we came up with the the very first class we call it the cpa revolution Masterclass. we're teaching it again in january in tempe arizona by the way tempe arizona is a great place to come in january okay so we're teaching in january the uh second week in january the um uh uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th of January, we have a CPA Revolution Masterclass, and what we teach the CPA firms is actually how to increase the, reven- the, the net revenue from their business, because we actually have developed, a, as you know, a great CPA firm, and I do have my own small CPA firm. We've developed this great CPA firm, all these systems, and we want to deliver them to other CPAs, and then... If uh, CPAs are interested, then they can absolutely join us, and we would love to have. Our goal, um, Todd, we have 25 firms right now um, in a year, and our goal is 10,000 worldwide. Because we truly, this is a this is a movement. This is something that we are passionate about. I, I've never felt so strongly about something. This is this will be the rest of my life is developing this network and building this network because I think CPAs have such a major opportunity to impact their clients for a positive change for the future as opposed to looking at the past and they're in danger of losing everything because of technology and instead they could use this technology and make massive strides for their clients. So we're all about technology. We're all about how to how to think differently about taxes and how to think differently about their business. Our Our, um, our tagline is better clients – better practice and a better life. And that's what we believe at Wealthability. Just join us. Excellent. dot com. We would love to have your your group of CPAs, Todd, send them over. We would just love to work
2: with them. I, I think it's ironic that when we first started working together with the first client, my question was Tom, 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 can you ha- can you teach my my CPAs how to do what you do here locally? And the answer was Todd, love to, just can't. Go to Tom's wealthability dot com. If you want to work with him in the meantime, he and his CPAs are just simply the best. Tom, thank you so much for being on the show.
4: Thank you, Todd. Really appreciate it.
2: All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.